Good afternoon to you. It is March 23rd at 2.45. Um, we've just gotten through our first um, our first weekend of the NCAA tournament. Last time you saw me, I was in a little bit uh, less optimistic, less chipper state. Uh, wasn't feeling too good about the world. Um, I have uh, adjusted as... Uh, as I said, this team is ahead of schedule. It depends on where you want to put your perspective. If you want to put your perspective uh, as Purdue is a team that um, should have won their first game, there's no doubt they should have won their first game. They didn't. North Texas was ready. Purdue wasn't. And guess who else wasn't ready or hasn't been ready? The Big Twin, The Big Ten. The Big Ten has not been ready, has not lived up to its billing in the NCAA tournament. Uh, it entered the dance with more entries as a conference than any other um, any other conference ever. Uh, nine teams were picked to go to the NCAA tournament from the Big Ten. All year we heard about how historically great the Big Ten was. And I think much of that talk came from the uh, amazing amount of All-America quality big men. Uh, we had uh, just a, an incredibly strong amount of personnel in the Big Ten, especially in the lane. Um, also, a lot of teams were experienced and um, uh, had good guards. It, it's, uh, it's a tough thing to swallow. And so I started getting uh, analytical, maybe overly analytical. No doubt. No doubt I was overly analytical. When I watched Big Ten team after Big Ten team after Big Ten team fall. So I started thinking about what's the reason? What's the reason for this? Is it because the old-timey Big Ten game is just ant uh, antique? It's a dinosaur. And these uh, teams with everybody that are, are similar size, you know, between 6'6 six, six and 6'9, six, play with a higher pace, look to shoot first, defense as a secondary uh, thought. Is it because the Big Ten game is gone and it doesn't, and it, it, it doesn't apply anymore uh, to college basketball? Is that why... These Big Ten teams, so many of them bowed out so quickly, so early in the tournament, so far ahead of their seeding, and uh, as they made people like me uh, look foolish, they made the media look foolish. I mean, I complain. I told you guys, I complain about it. When, the, when Purdue doesn't get good and positive media coverage, I complain about it. This year, Purdue had great media coverage. Purdue had people on board saying, this is a dark horse to win the whole damn thing. Um, I don't know if you can call a four seed a dark horse. It's definitely a team that I think deserves some respect, had earned some respect during the year with uh, the quality of play. February was so strong. Purdue uh, got on a little bit of a run. Purdue beat very good teams. But is it is it just a, a, um, a byproduct of the style of Big Ten play, right? Almost every Big Ten team, almost every team, plays through their center, right? Um, if you look everybody from Purdue to Iowa to Illinois to Michigan to Rugger to, um, and I know I'm missing some still, these teams all play through their center on every on every half-court possession and don't really play too with, well, this is here. So there are exceptions to this, right? When you think of this, this issue, the half-court game of the Big Ten, um, going through the big men and um, teams being able to kind of figure that out, front front the guys on two sides because there weren't enough scores on a lot of Big Ten team. I can right away give you an exception to all of these rules and all of these thoughts. I'll tell you how. Iowa, obviously, 
Luca Garza, best big man in America, a lot of people think. He's going to be player of the year. Um, uh, if he hasn't been, he's already been named, I think, as one player of the year. Um, he's great. He's dominant. He doesn't look like an NBA type player. My friends who love the NBA say he's not going to have a good career in the NBA. I tend to agree. But Iowa breaks kind of the Big Ten mold of how they play, right? It's not defense first at all. And they showed it in their game versus Oregon. Uh, in fact, they showed that they weren't really a typical Big Ten team at all as they ran and ran and shot and ran and didn't even care about the defensive side of the court. So, but Iowa gets bounced early, right? Probably, I think most of you would say they got bounced a round or two early at least. Uh, a two seed getting popped out of there. And the way they got beaten uh, in kind of a dominant fashion where they weren't really in the game at the end, um, tough to swallow, right, for uh, people that are Big Ten fans. And let me clarify something else. As you know, I'm not a Big Ten fan. I'm a Purdue fan. My loyalty uh, lies right here with my Boilermakers, plain and simple. Um, so I really don't root for the Big Ten. I don't see any advantage for Purdue, uh, Purdue fans rooting for Big Ten. It doesn't help Purdue's recruiting, sure as hell doesn't, because Purdue is recruiting against teams like Michigan and Michigan State and IU and Illinois over and over for the same guys. So I am all for Purdue winning and all those teams losing. I don't care. I don't have a, I don't have a part of me that's big about unity. But I will say I don't like narratives, whether false or, or based in truth, that just say the Big Ten sucks outright because that hurts Purdue. So I understand I'm finding myself a little bit, but at the same time, I, I don't care if Big Ten teams win on this stage, and I've been rooting against them. Especially after Purdue was out, I was like, I don't need to hear anybody tell me how great whoever is because they continue to roll while Purdue lost to North Texas. So Purdue's way didn't work against North Texas. North Texas is a smaller team. Their biggest guy is 6'10". They have two 6'10 players. Um, they did everything they could to, um, to take Purdue out of their game, take them out of their comfort zone. They effectively did it. They got into half-court sets where... Purdue couldn't stop them. They would isolate and then drive or kick out and hit a lot of their shots. Shooting matters, right? But that's a small North Texas team. So that kind of goes along with this narrative that these big teams with a, with a center, um, that's the problem. That's, that's the issue with the Big Ten. But the problem with that idea is Ohio State really doesn't have a traditional center, right? Their center, I think, is 6'9", 6'10", uh, Liddell and, and the... Um, Young, who I think is out, or King, I can't remember his name right now. Um, yeah, so Greg McManus says, back in the day before ESPN started pushing the SEC conference thing, everyone in the Big Ten disliked each other. Yeah, and and I agree, Greg, and, and you know, in the SEC, they chant SEC, SEC. And so many times in text threads this week, I've chanted Big Ten, Big Ten, as uh, a Big Ten team would lose and poop the bed and get knocked out of the tournament. I was like, I don't care about any of this. We'll see you. And by the way, Greg, and you're right, and you know that, I still don't like, I don't like these teams during the year. I don't like them. Most of their coaches, I don't like them. There are two or three that I think are okay and I can deal with, but most of these coaches, I don't like the guys, and I don't like the way they built their program, and I don't like the way they run things. So why would I change that opinion when it comes March? I really don't know the answer to that. Maybe you guys can look past things, and you're bigger than me. Good on you. I'm not that way. Okay. Um... Peyton Slater asked, do you think anybody else transfers out? We can talk a little bit about this. Wheeler is, um, he has put himself in the transfer portal. I actually think one more might. I don't know if either of them will end up. If there are two that enter the portal, um, I don't know if they'll end up leaving, actually, right? You can test the waters and see how good it is out there. It's almost like being a free agent. And if not, you can stay home. 
I don't want anybody to leave, honestly. Um, if a guy thinks he's got better opportunity, if Painter says, hey, you're not going to play a lot, I understand the reason why you'd leave, but I hope they don't. Um, I think you'll have two guys enter the transfer portal just because they'll look at the same thing I see, which is there are a lot of really good players coming back next year, and there's a bit of a logjam in some positions. So anyway, will, will Wheeler leave? It feels like it, but... It's okay. I like the guy. I like all this team. I like the entire team. So I'm not in the position where we've been in as Purdue, Purdue fans before where you're like, I'm ready for that guy to hit the road. Anyway, that's, uh, that's a good question. Um, and uh, let me get back to the, what I was talking about, though. So is it the plot, plotting of the Big Ten that has led to all these teams getting knocked off? Well, no. I don't think that's the reason. And I've thought a lot about this. You look at the kind of, there is no stereotypical Big Ten game. Granted, the Big Ten Conference has a lot of big men. That is true, and that's a commonality. But not every team that made the tournament has a stereotypical big man, correct? Um, no, you know, I don't, I, it's kind of a rhetorical question. I know it's true. Okay. And also the big 10 teams, there are, there are different games, different ways they play, right? Some teams play with offense first, like Iowa. Some teams play defensive, uh, defense comes first, like Purdue. If you don't play good defense, you're not getting on the court. Right. And then some teams can play whatever they can kind of react. Illinois was one of those teams that was really good. They could play very, very good hard nose defense when they need to ratchet it up, or they could run and play. Um, a, they they have so many skilled guys. It's tough to see why Illinois is out. So then, on the flip side, why has the Pac-12 done so darn well? Right? Computers didn't like the Pac-12 a whole bunch. If you're like me and you look at the um, computer rankings, those are supposed to be unbiased. They didn't like the Pac-12. Well, why didn't they like the Pac-12? Well, they didn't like the Pac-12 probably. And this is this. here comes my thesis, and I could dig deeper into this. But here's my thought, that in the pre-con, I, I know the pre-con was short, number one, for everybody. So the data is not that deep, right? But the pre-con for the Pac-12 was pretty short. They didn't play a lot of games. And when they did, they probably simply weren't ready. Let's not forget, on the West Coast, much of that part of the country was simply shut down Guys couldn't get together. Teams couldn't practice at a normal clip. They sure as heck couldn't just scrimmage back in uh, the late summer, early fall, like Purdue had the ability to, almost like a normal uh, year, almost, almost. Granted, they were uh, grouping in cohorts. But still, Purdue and schools in the Midwest had some advantages that schools in the West Coast didn't have, right? So those teams, it may have taken them a little while to gel. So that's the first thing. That's the first part of my theory, okay? My theory is a lot more simple than this, but I'll get to that in a second. So the Pac-12, the data wasn't there, and the computers didn't see They said, well, these teams aren't very good because this is the data. It looks like they can't beat these teams. And they come into the tournament, they look like monsters. Pac-12 looks excellent. Excellent. Almost at every stop. And if you look at um, uh, Oregon State, Oregon State was not a good team. And Oregon State is not a very good team. I'll stand on that. If they played them at best of seven, which they don't, or best of five, I think teams that played them would knock them out. But they look pretty good, and they advance. In the one-and-done format, the Pac-12 has feasted this year. So why is it? Big 12 is doing poorly, the ACC is doing poorly, and the Pac-12 is doing so well. So why is it? I think it's real simple. I think it's real simple, and I think it's the same answer for both. Both conferences have been reading their press clippings, okay? The Big 12 has been hearing all, pardon me, the Big 10 all year has been hearing how good they are and how much better they are than other teams. The fact that you almost always had six teams or five teams in the top 25 from the Big 10 made them think, yeah, we're pretty good. And when we play each other, it's kind of a war every night. So we've been battle tested. We are ready to go. 
Even, you know, I said it to you, it's tough. And I said on Twitter over and over, every night is difficult in the Big Ten. So the Big Ten thought it was ready, and I think the Big Ten just started believing that they were that good. And I don't care who it is. Even coaches like Matt Painter, who I like Matt Painter a lot. I know some of you guys have jumped ship already. Okay, here I'm going to say to you people that have jumped ship on Purdue and Matt Painter, and you're saying that this is the same thing year in, year out, and Purdue always bails in the tournament, can't handle the pressure. All you have to do is remember back to two years ago, right? Not last year, the year before, when Purdue beat Tennessee – that was part of the part of the reason they won is because Painter just let guys play. Whether it was Klein or it was Edwards or it was, um, uh, I mean, all the whole team. Sorry, my brain faded there. He let him play. He stood out of the way. He he turned over a new leaf. His um, substitution patterns showed trust, not overthinking and micromanagement. Now this year, I would say his substitution patterns. He overthought everything. This was a bad bad one game tournament for Matt Painter. And I'm not going to say it wasn't. Okay. I think Painter overthought everything. And I think Painter put Purdue in a position where it was going to be tough to succeed. So you have to look at these two things. They are not the same. They are not the same. 2019 and 21 are not the same. And I would challenge anybody who believes they are. If you want to talk to me, I'm on Twitter. If you want to talk to me here on YouTube, comment below. I'm ready for it. They are not the same. The exit is not the same. And the other thing is Painter generally plays to seed in the NCAA tournament. You can say you're frustrated they haven't made the Final Four. So am I. I've been a Purdue fan since I was born, okay? But Purdue generally plays to seed, gets the Sweet 16. He's now done it three times where he hasn't done it, where he hasn't played to seed. Let's look at those teams, right? They were an 8-9 seed, Cincinnati, where they lost a lead at the end of the game. That sucked. They lost a lead at the end of the game. They fell apart at the end, right? That was bad. And I think that was much due to the guard play that year. That team could not handle pressure. Didn't have the ball handlers to to handle pressure. In the Arkansas Little Rock game, they fell apart at the end because they didn't D up one of their shooters and they wouldn't deny him the ball and they couldn't keep him from scoring. That's not the case for North Texas, is it? It's not the case for Cincinnati. Every one of these cases is a little different. And now North Texas, Purdue fought all the way back. They didn't wilt under the pressure. They fought back, which this team has done all year. They fought back, they fought back, they fought back, and then they fell apart in overtime. I don't know why they fall apart in overtime, but they clearly did. The fact that they can't score and can't hit threes is a big deal. If I was Matt Painter in this offseason, I'd say everybody works on shooting. Everybody. We're going to be a better shooting team top to bottom. I don't care who you are. You become a better perimeter shooter because we have to have the ability to break zones, to get out of weird dis- defensive situations when they're they're collapsing in on our bigs. Everybody's got to be able to hit the three and break up these defenses and start playing a game that um, we can actually score at will. Because playing this slog it out game is not going to work. My point, though, this whole thing is every team is different. Every single year, Painter's bowed out has been different. It's frustrating, but it's not the same. It's not the same. And generally, Painter plays to seed, and Painter's been awfully good at getting teams a Sweet 16. This team didn't play to seed. This team played poorly. This team lost to a team that is not very good. I don't care how hot North Texas was. They really wanted to beat Purdue. That was the big thing. They were motivated. Again, the press matters. The press clippings matter. North Texas was sick and tired of hearing of Purdue being a dark horse, and they were going to come in. They are going to beat it with their seniors, their experience, those guys who had been around. They knew how to handle the pressure. Whereas Purdue's youth looked like a team that they did not know how to handle the pressure, and they were, they were 
I don't know if it was frightened in the first half, but they did not look like the team that we've seen. But they have been a team over and over this year that has taken halves off or not been able to jumpstart things until their backs are against the wall. This was another one of those games. The Pac-12, though, back to that discussion. The Pac-12 heard its press, too, right? They heard the computer polls. They heard that the Pac-12 is down. It's a bad year. These teams are not very good. They shouldn't have even this many teams in, but one of them stole a, stole a seed and got a bid and got in here. They heard that, and they still hear it. If you heard USC after the game versus Kansas, he was told, um, is it Ingbald? I can't remember his name. He was told that that team was undisciplined because of poor coaching. The, the coach, he cited this in the post game, right? They've heard it. USC's heard it. Oregon's heard it. They said, okay, we all suck. Everybody thinks we're horrible. The computers think we're horrible. They think we don't belong, and they think we're all going to be out by the second or third weekend. I actually have USC going pretty far, just for the record. You can check that out. It's on the Boiled Sports Bracket Gasm. But I didn't have anybody else going very far, just USC. And so the Pac-12 believed their press and was pissed off and wanted to show that everybody was wrong. And the Big Ten believed the press and was comfortable and didn't respect the underdog time and time again. In fact, the one team that looked like they rose to the occasion, uh, Rutgers played very well in the first round, and then they crapped out at the end of the game. That was a tough one to watch because they really had that. But it kind of caught up with them. But that's my thesis. If you disagree or you agree, let me know in the comments below. It's been about 17 minutes I've been talking to you guys. I appreciate everybody tuning in and listening, talking. I love the discussion. Let's keep it going. If you're a Pac-12 fan, let me know what you think. If you, uh, if you think I'm wrong, if you think there's more to this and the Pac-12 is just awesome, fine. I want to hear it. And so do your, the, the people here. They've got a lot of Purdue fans that will be on this uh, comment section. Let us know. And if you're a Big Ten fan and you have a different theory, let me know as well. Appreciate you tuning in. Go to martinvintage.com for, uh, for a classic Purdue t-shirt um, with Boilermaker style. It's a Purdue family. Head over to um, Gridiron Metalworks for a gift for the person that's hard to get. A gift for really nice, high-quality, high-end stuff. Uh, gridironmetalworks.com. And then, of course, eataj's.com. If you want to get some grub, you're on campus. Um, and the winner of our uh, bracket challenge is going to get a gift card and some other stuff. So... Keep an eye on your bracket. We'll be reaching out to you via Twitter or some other way if you happen to win. I think it's anybody's game right now. There are a lot of people that can still win right now. But if you pick the wrong team and they're already out like Illinois, you're going to be gripping right now because uh, it's going to be rough. You got Gonzaga or Baylor or USC, you're in pretty good shape. Might happen for you. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you. Have a great day. Hammer down. Talk to you really soon. Thanks.